If you're a politics junkie, you need to be listening to the Election Ride Home podcast. Every day at 5 p.m., former This American Life contributor Chris Higgins reports from the campaign trail. Who's up? Who's down? What issues are getting traction and what do the polls say? Search your podcast app now for Ride Home and subscribe to the Election Ride Home podcast. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. By singing dog... Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. This podcast is part of the Bomb Pod Media Network. The lone rooster began to squawk, and the creature let out a fierce growl. Then all went silent. Drew heard what sounded like something jumping back over the fence, and the rooster squealed as if in pain. At that point, Drew grabbed a gun and a flashlight and ran outside, searching the fence from the front porch with his light. He saw the rooster, but it appeared to have something dark over its middle. It slowly dawned on Drew that the something dark was the muzzle of a creature with two glaring eyes. Whatever it was, he said, it seemed to look through me. It turned my blood cold, and I was paralyzed with fear. I'm a hunter. I'm used to being in the wilderness and encountering bigger animals. Those animals don't scare me like this thing did. When I encountered this thing the first time, I got the feeling that it wanted to hurt me. After researching something I've never believed in, I'm convinced that this thing is a dogman. I'm Darren Marlar, and this is Weird Darkness. This is Weird Darkness and My Haunted Life Tuesday, where I share stories from the MyHauntedLife2.com website. If you are new here, you'll find ghost stories, unsolved mysteries, and other stories of the strange and bizarre. I'm always looking for both fiction and non-fiction stories of the supernatural, paranormal, macabre, dark, and creepy. You can even send me links to paranormal or supernatural articles, creepypastas, and other stories you find online that you'd like to hear me narrate. Share your stories and links at WeirdDarkness.com. Coming up in this episode… A strange encounter in a diner turns terrifying when an old man appears to have black eyes. The feeling of being watched and cold spots in the home bring fear to a family in Oklahoma. Both a father and a son experience what can only be described as demonic oppression. 
a woman in Utah finds a stranger in her room, directly above her bed. Author G. Michael Vasey takes us to a haunted church in the Czech Republic village of Lukova. A strange figure appears in a photo, but wasn't there when the picture was being taken. Ohio has its own strange creature roaming the forests. They call it the Dogman, and one man tells of his encounter with it. Plus, I have a bonus story. I move away from MyHauntedLife2.com to bring you more information about Ohio's Silver Creek Dogman, what many consider to be a real-life werewolf. Through the month of October 2017, I'm giving away copies of the audiobook Your Haunted Lives – True Tales of the Paranormal by G. Michael Vasey, absolutely free to everyone who leaves a review on iTunes. Get the details at WeirdDarkness.com. Now, bolt your doors, lock your windows, turn off your lights, and come with me into the Weird Darkness. When the Black-Eyed Man Strikes Submitted anonymously to MyHauntedLife2.com A few years ago now, I had stopped by at a place to have some breakfast before I went to work. I wanted to find somewhere quiet to eat my cereal. I find a seat with just an older couple sitting to one side of me and this one man, around his 80s, sitting to the other side, eating what I can only describe as dog food out of a can. I sit down, put my bag on the floor, and start eating. A few minutes later, the old man began mumbling things to himself. It was very faint, and I didn't take much notice of it, as he appeared to be a man who had a few problems, and I didn't want a confrontation with him. As I sat there eating my breakfast, his mumbling became louder. At this point, I could fully understand what he was saying. He was talking about murdering people, something about killing someone something about how he had a right to do it. The list of threats got longer and longer about what he was going to do. I thought perhaps he was reading a book or on a cell phone. I mean, it really was like a one-sided conversation. He would mumble, stop, mumble as though in answer, and then go silent for a few seconds. I finished my breakfast and started drinking my milk because I still had plenty of time. All the time I'm sitting there, wasting time, he continues with the mumbling threats. Finally, he finished with his food. He gets up to throw the can away, and when he goes back to his seat, he packs up his bags, readying to leave. I'm relieved. At this point, I'm thinking, this guy clearly has mental problems. He was still mumbling the death threats as he stepped up. As he's standing up and packing his bag to go, he looks at me and I look at him. He has completely black eyes. I mean, there wasn't a spot of white in his whole eye. And he said, I'll see you very soon, boy, in hell, and walked off. Just like that. Florida. 
floating orbs and a terrible feeling in my house. Submitted by Susan Jims in Oklahoma to MyHauntedLife2.com I live with my husband, our son, and our roommate, Alan. I've lived in this place for a year now, and on several occasions, I've had an eerie feeling like I'm being watched. It has affected my sleeping, and I'm always tense. Over the period of a year, I have had the feeling of being watched and it seems to be getting stronger. There are cold spots in my bedroom, and when I sit near my bedroom door, I feel cold, chilled to the bone. During the summer, it seemed to be getting stronger, more noticeable. I went to bed and I kept feeling like someone was standing over me, watching me to the point that the hairs on the back of my neck stood up and I got cold chills. I looked and saw that nobody was there, but I could not sleep that whole night and the feeling would not go away. So I left my room. This has happened several times since. My husband and I went to bed a few nights ago and I fell asleep and it seemed a few hours later that I was shaken awake. I got the feeling someone was watching me, so I left my room, and when I came out of my room, my son was screaming for me. I ran to his room and he said he had a nightmare of a hand trying to grab him. The feeling of being watched seemed to follow me from my room to my son's room, so I got my phone and started recording a video in my house from my son's room to my bathroom, and when I watched the recording, there was a white orb floating from my bathroom to my bedroom. I'll make sure to report any new incidents as they happen. The Demon Who Levitated Me Out of Bed Submitted by Megan James of Los Angeles to MyHauntedLife2.com One night, I was sleeping on my stomach as usual. I was woken by the feeling of pressure on my chest. The pressure grew and I started to feel like hands, distinctive hands. The hands pushed me off the bed. I was so terrified that I kept my eyes shut but was clearly awake at this point. I then begin to feel as though I'm being moved to the side, away from my bed, which would mean I'm now floating with only the floor below me. During this whole incident, I was confused and wishing it was a dream while still holding my eyes closed, until I decided to make sense of it all by taking a peek. I should have probably just kept my eyes shut, because to my surprise, below me was only the floor and my bed off to the side of me. I was so freaked out I quickly shut my eyes and I wished I was dreaming. Next thing I know, I'm no longer in my room but in my living room on the couch. Now I realize this might sound a bit strange but I know for a fact I wasn't dreaming and my father and I both had experiences in this house before moving, which I hope to be able to share with you. I've just been really puzzled by this whole experience and don't know what to make of it. This incident has puzzled me for years, 
and I've tried to debunk it many times, but with no real success. It took place when I was around the age of 12 in a house my family was renting in Birmingham, Alabama. The Strange Man Who Appeared in My Haunted Dreams Submitted by Lindsey Green of Utah to MyHauntedLife2.com It was another long day at work. At that time, I worked as a line server in a mall in Wisconsin that was always very busy. That day, I had encountered a strange man who had come in, ordered coffee, sat at a table, and stared at me from the table for a couple of hours. I was creeped out about it at the time, but had forgotten about it by the time I got home. At home, I talked to my husband, took a shower, went straight to bed. Just as I was drifting off to sleep, I felt something trying to push me off my bed. I woke up and saw the guy from the mall looking down at me from the ceiling. He had a grin on his face, the same dark eyes, and his hair was perfectly combed in a comb-over. He was wearing all white, whereas the man at the mall had been in black. He had no shoes on his feet. I was completely terrified and called for my husband. When he burst in, I realized that I wasn't dreaming or sleeping. This was actually happening. As my husband came into the room, the man just seemed to fade away. He literally disappeared in front of my eyes, and he hasn't appeared again. But I still wonder who he was and why he visited me. I don't think he was a black-eyed person, as his eyes were not completely black, but could he have been a demon or something like that? A Creepy Cursed Church and Its Ghosts Submitted by G. Michael Vasey at MyHauntedLife2.com The Czech Republic lies in Central Europe on the edge of vampire country. As you might expect, it is a country of myth, legend, and the weird paranormal. It might just be the most haunted country in the world. However, as we approach Halloween, I want to draw your attention to what just might be one of the creepiest places in the country. Once in the village of Lukova, St. George's thrived as the local parish church. That is, until a string of strange incidents, which culminated in the collapse of part of the ceiling of the church during a funeral, convinced the locals that the church was cursed. With no money to renovate and a feeling that something dark and sinister had infected the building, the locals abandoned the church and left it to rot in the elements. That was in 1968. Since then, the church has steadily degraded inside and out, making it a very scary place after dark. A local artist, however, seeing the dilapidated and creepy shell of the church, came up with a plan. He turned the church into a creepy work of art by adding ghostly figures and various poses throughout the church building. 
These white figures now adorn the church and draw visitors from all over the world who, in turn, provide money to keep the church in its current dilapidated and creepy state. What a place to spend a creepy Halloween! This episode is brought to you by the audiobook Last Exit by Jason R. Davis, narrated by Darren Marlar. It is the dark and lonely road. You drive. You're tired and falling asleep behind the wheel. The windows are down, the cool air blowing through your hair as you crank up the stereo. ACDC blares on the radio and you're screaming out the chorus. Then a set of headlights emerges from the darkness and your night has become a nightmare. Welcome to Last Exit, an anthology of 17 horrific tales where life on the road can sometimes take a dark and unexpected turn. You can hear a free sample or purchase the audiobook for yourself by visiting the audiobooks page at WeirdDarkness.com or click the link in the show notes. We'll continue with more of Weird Darkness in just a moment but I'd like to take a moment to thank everyone who has taken their time to leave a review on iTunes. Because of your support and your reviews, we're currently at number 13 under the keyword paranormal in iTunes, we're at number 5 under the keyword supernatural, and at number 3 under the keyword creepypasta. We couldn't have climbed this high if it wasn't for you. And here are a few of the reviews that were left just since our last episode. Milkman023 says, I love this podcast. I just found it and can't stop listening. So good. Carla Guys says, Cool podcast. Shadowcutter says, I'm not much of a podcast listener, but I like Weird Darkness on YouTube, so I subscribed here too. The only other podcast I have is Welcome to Night Vale, and I don't listen to that as frequently as this. Quite the compliment, Shadowcutter, thank you. WD40USA says, Found a few weeks ago and can't stop. Caught up on all the episodes and waiting for more. Babycake Loves Mitchy Wise says, This is a great show with a great host and great stories. I'd like for you to take a moment and leave a review yourself. In fact, everyone who does leave a review on iTunes through the month of October 2017 automatically receives the audiobook Your Haunted Lives – True Tales of the Paranormal by G. Michael Vasey. It's absolutely free to everyone who leaves a review on iTunes. All you need to do is leave the review and then send me a screenshot to show that you've done so. Again, thanks to everyone who's rating, reviewing, and sharing the podcast with others. Now back into the weird darkness. The Creepy Selfie That Shocked Me Submitted anonymously to MyHauntedLife2.com A few years ago, I attended dance classes between 5 and 8 each evening. Once, I had to stay up late and practice for our upcoming show. After the practice, 
my friends and I would hang out in the main office and wait for our parents to pick us up. It was about 10 in the evening. I was standing beside the main entrance. Behind me was just a white wall and some lamps. As I was standing there, I took a few selfies of myself and went home. At night, while checking the photos I had taken, I found something strange in one of them. In that photo, it was not only me smiling, but also someone else standing right behind me with a large grin and looking straight into the camera. When I saw that figure, I was a bit confused as while taking the photo, there was, and I'm very sure about this, absolutely no one behind me, just a wall. When I enlarged the picture, I also found out that it was not even a human figure. It's just a shape. That photo literally terrified me. I thought it was only me who saw that figure. That's why one day when I was attending a sleepover at my friend's place, I showed the photo to her. I just asked her if she could see anything else in the photo. For a moment or so, she looked at the photo and she said that there was something standing behind me. I still wonder what was standing behind me that night. Did I See the Ohio Dogman? Submitted by George Boggs to MyHauntedLife2.com I'm 54 years old and was born and raised in the Cumberland Appalachian Mountains of Virginia. I played in the woods alone, explored from mountaintop to mountaintop even when I was little, as young as five or six. That was my backyard and my playground. I have worked, lived, hunted, and camped in those mountains all my life. I've trudged those paths many, many times in the pitch dark and slept out on the ground without even a light to see by. Not once have I ever been uncomfortable in the woods or seen anything unusual. Same with Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, and many other states. In those days, there was no cable TV or cell phones or internet, so we just had to make do the best we could for entertainment. I quit school and moved to Ohio at the young age of 18 to go to work, and at the time moved in with a buddy named Paul. We would borrow Paul's grandmother's car and steal his grandfather's beer that he kept outside in his car that he hid from her so we could take a couple of girls out for a night outside of town. So off we would go on our excursions into the twilight, hoping to find some obscure or at least some unnoticed farmer's field to take our girlfriends to to get away for the night. On one of these occasions, as we scoured the countryside, we came upon a field on the outskirts of town in the middle of nowhere that looked perfect to drive into the middle of a cornfield and spin out a circle so we could make a spot where no one could see us so we could throw a blanket down and drink some beer and look at the stars. We hadn't went and got the girls yet as we were just scoping the countryside out when we pulled up to a field and parked the car and sat there a while, then noticed that across the field 
maybe a hundred and fifty yards or so away, there was a single-file group of figures in brown, hooded robes coming out of the tree line. It freaked us out and we left in a hurry. But in those days, we didn't think too much about it because devil worshippers were all the news at that time, so we just marked it off as being that. Years later, I was listening to a radio show, Coast to Coast AM, and I heard a guy tell a story of a dogman creature that attacked his car just outside of Columbus, Ohio, wearing a brown hooded robe back in the early 80s when I lived there. I thought, hmm, maybe that's what those robed figures were that I saw back during the same time frame. I have no idea about the reality of this, but I think it is more than coincidental that two people have a story about brown hooded robed figures in the same area at the same time frame. I used to ride around in those surrounding towns just to kill boredom, and I used to drive out to London, Ohio at 2 to 4 a.m. to watch the snow fall in front of my headlights on deserted roads. I broke down, ran out of gas many different times, and had to walk. In those days, I never heard of the London werewolf or dogman. But I was in all those areas during the 80s when a lot of accounts were reported. I just wonder how many times I was closer than I ever realized or even wanted to be to a cryptic fable than I ever wanted to be. Ohio's Silver Creek Dogmen Investigating a Frightening Encounter with Midwestern Werewolves Written by Ken Summers for WeekInWeird.com I don't care if you believe me or not, was the serious, straightforward introduction I was given to a possible Wolfman sighting in the autumn of 2013. It was at this point that my longtime friend Andrew told me of not just one encounter, but two separate encounters with more than one strange bipedal creatures out hunting game near Norton, Ohio. A heavily wooded section of Chippewa Loop Trail in Silver Creek Metro Park. Andrew normally works night shifts, which means traveling quiet, darkened roads is an everyday occurrence for him. One cold autumn night in particular, while traveling down Johnson Road bordering Silver Creek Metro Park, what he saw was anything but routine. Approximately 50 yards from the intersection with Medina Line Road, he stopped his car when two deer raced across the road heading south, but what caught his attention was what they were running from. I would place them somewhere between 6 foot 6 inches and 7 feet tall. They chased the two deer, which were both smaller by the way, out across the street and into the woods. They ran in formation, one in front, two behind, kind of next to each other. They were roughly 30 to 40 yards behind the deer. They were bipedal, very muscular and fast, lightning fast. It all happened in just a few seconds. I couldn't describe any features, unfortunately. I'm assuming it was either a new moon or cloudy because it was very dark, but they were definitely a 
dark color, maybe a chocolate brown or a black color. I pressed him for any more detail. After all, there have been Bigfoot sightings in Ohio. They say that Bigfoot has long arms that swing when it runs, and it runs like a human. Whatever these were, they weren't Bigfoot. I can't describe how they moved, but they didn't move like a person. Less than a month later, Andrew was heading home on Johnson Road. As he passed a moonlit cornfield, something ran in front of his car. <laughs>